0: good morning what a great day it is it's our resurrection sunday when we come together to celebrate our redeemer our lord and savior jesus christ i'm going to give you a few minutes to uh tap in uh be sure to invite your family and your friends gather around the kitchen table or even if you're in bed propped up in bed let's come together and let's celebrate uh, our risen Savior. So good to see that LaHoma has joined in. CC, my daughter in uh, Washington D.C., has joined in, and I want you to be have a prayerful attitude. And even as we begin to celebrate our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Sabrina from Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, my cousin—I believe that's my cousin. Robert Bobby Scott out of uh, the Norfolk, Hampton, Virginia area. He is a great real estate, a realtor. He is a great realtor. Shanquil has has tuned in. Happy Resurrection Day to everyone. Happy Resurrection Day. I believe that this is a time that we can come together in spirit and in unity. I've heard of so many other places where there has been much persecution And the people have to worship God or come together in secret. And I've heard of so many miracles, signs, and wonders. Sometimes they didn't even tell the group where they were going to assemble because of the fear of being told to the authorities. Yet the people were able to come together. How can that be? They came together by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was leading and speaking to their hearts and mind. And so it is with us on today. I'm just chatting while people uh, are joining us in Facebook Live. This is a time, if they could listen to the Spirit of God, we too are moving into, I would say we're moving into a deeper place of, of reality, kingdom reality. While you're at home or while you're at work or wherever you may be, Uh, coming to joining us on Facebook live together. We're also joined together in spirit in the spirit of the living Savior. My cousin Norris Baker over in Newport News Hampton area, Wesley Tate from St. Louis, Missouri, MZ Abbott, my old college friend, has joined us on this morning. And we're gonna have about two more minutes and then we're going to open with prayer and begin Our kingdom message for today. Uh, Patricia Gloria over in North Carolina has joined us. Good morning, Rhonda. He's alive. He has risen from the dead. Yes, Esther has joined us. Esther. Uh, Swati I think Esther might be from Rwanda type in Esther if you're from Rwanda I think that's my friend Esther from Rwanda has joined us today Stacy Stacy Harris and her son and daughters have joined us on today happy Easter to you happy Resurrection Day what a great day it is those of you who uh, know me and have listened to me before you know I love to begin by saying this And so we have about maybe 30, 40 more seconds. And then I want you to repeat this greeting with me. I want you to repeat this greeting with me. So get your, (coughs) get your voice together, (coughs) get your voice together. I love being for real and being transparent and just being who I am. I don't have to come up with this theological voice, this theological attitude. But I can be just who I am in Christ Jesus. So what am I saying to you? You can be who you are in Christ and be comfortable. And I don't mean comfortable in that you just justify everything that you do. But realize the identity, even the personality that he has given you. Okay. All right. Here here we are. We're ready to start now. Say this with me. This is a great day. We serve a great God. We are a great people because we are the people of God. So put your hands together and just bless him right where you are. don't you? Uh, let me remind you that our body is an instrument of praise and worship. And if we can praise and worship him collectively in a group or corporately, certainly our true praise and worship begins when we praise and worship Him alone, when we praise and worship Him individually, when we praise and worship Him individually, individually, when we give Him the fruit of our lips, when we open our mouth and we rejoice and we declare how great, how great our God is, then we're moving into a realm of the spirit. We're moving into a more intimate relationship. We're focusing our heart and we're focusing our mind on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's how you become a worshiper. A worshiper is not just a singer. Please don't limit it today. Yes, that's Esther from OK. Esther from South Africa. Cape Town has joined us. Thank you. Uh, uh esther for letting me know who you are so glad that you joined with us on this morning so we're going to begin our our this is not just a conversation today it's more than a conversation i've been speaking to you for the last few weeks since we've been on that actual um uh stay at home order stay at home mandate and we've had lots of conversations. We've had lots of conversations. I see my niece, Jackie Williams, and my sister, Claudette Jones, has joined us on this morning. Wonderful, wonderful. Darlene Murphy and Haywood Murphy has joined us this morning. I'm so glad that the people of God, the family of God, we are gathering together. That's what the church is, the ecclesia. We are the called out believers. We are the called-out believers. Jasmine Smith has joined us this morning. Good morning, good morning, my dear daughter, good morning. So let's um, remember, this is not a conversation, this is a message today. And the message is what the church is supposed to be teaching. The church is supposed to be teaching and preaching the good news. The church is supposed to be teaching and preaching the gospel message. The gospel message is that the king has come and that the king has risen and that the kingdom of God is established in the earth. And it is the will of God for the will of heaven to invade and to come into the earth. And that the kingdom message is to be followed The kingdom message is to be confirmed with signs, miracles, and wonders. And so this morning, what we're talking about, the greatest miracle, the greatest sign, the greatest demonstration of the power of God, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So on this Resurrection Sunday, it's an opportunity for us to remember our Lord and our Savior, And it's an opportunity to give him thanks and to appreciate what Jesus Christ has done for you and me. He became the ultimate sacrifice. He who knew no sins, he who had committed no sins, went to the cross for you and me. And and he shed his blood for the remission of our sins. Now, one theologian, uh, Soren Kierkegaard, said this, Christ has not only spoke to us by his, life, by his life. Christ has not only spoke to us by His life, but by His death. Let me say that again. Christ has not only spoken to us by His life, but also by His death. I see Claudette Blunt has uh, joined us out of. Uh, I think she's in Tennessee. Has joined us this morning. Camille Brown out of Washington, D.C., in the Maryland area. Rena is on with us today. Oh, thank you, thank you. The people of God, we're gathering, we're fellowshipping around the Word of God. We're fellowshipping around the Word of God. And so another theologian by the name of Clarence Hall said, death is a passage into God's presence. And he also said, you can put... Truth into the grave, but truth won't stay there. Oh, you know I love that. Let me say it again. Clarence Hall, a theologian, said, Death is a passage into God's presence. He said, You can put truth into the grave, but it won't stay there. It won't stay there. He has risen. Why don't you just shout out now? He has risen. He's alive. alive. He is alive. He is alive. Then Billy Graham Billy Graham said, the entire plan for the future has its key in the resurrection. The entire plan for our future, for the future, has its key in the resurrection. So I want you to open your Bibles now, and I want you to turn to John, the 19th chapter. Now, remember I said, this is not a conversation today. This is a message. This is a message. We're to teach and we're to preach the kingdom of God. We're to teach and we're to preach the kingdom of God. And I believe as we teach and preach the kingdom of God, that even today, miracles, signs, and wonders are going to be released in your life. I believe that there's going to be confirmation of the preached word of God as the word of God as we teach and as we proclaim. And let me remind you that all of us are preachers. All of us are to proclaim the word of God. All of us are to proclaim the message of the kingdom of God. Good morning, Connie. Connie, my friend over in North Carolina has joined us. Good morning, Geronda. My niece has joined us. Okay, are you there yet? Turn over to John, the 19th chapter of verse 17 and 18 verse 17 and 18. Now, I will be reading out of the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation. John, the 19th chapter, verse 17 and 18. And here it relates to that Jesus was crucified in a place called Golgotha. Jesus was crucified in a place called Golgotha. Give me a second here. Jesus carried his own cross out of the city into the place called the skull, which in Aramaic is Golgotha. And they nailed him to the cross. He was crucified along with two others, one on each side, with jesus in the middle now i want you to turn to john the 20th chapter verses 11 and 12. john the 20th chapter verse 11 and 12. again i am reading out of the passion translation john the 20th chapter verse 11 and 12. mary arrived back at the tomb now remember this is Jesus was crucified on Good Friday. And then Sunday, the first day of the week, Sunday, with referencing the Sunday resurrection. Here is Mary Magdalene, and she goes to the tomb, probably to to mourn and to, to just be with be with Jesus. But when she arrived to the tomb, this is what she finds. Mary arrived back at the tomb, broken and sobbing. She stooped to peer inside, and through her tears, she saw two angels in dazzling white robes, sitting where Jesus' body had been laid, one at the head and one at the feet. Mary looked into the tomb. Instead of seeing the body of Jesus, she saw two angels, one sitting at the head and one sitting at the feet where Jesus' body had lain. Dear woman, why are you crying, they asked. Mary answered, they have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. Then she turned around to leave, and there was Jesus standing in front of her, but she didn't realize that it was him. He said to her, dear woman, why are you crying? What, who are you looking for? Mary answered, thinking that he was only the gardener. Sir, if you have taken his body somewhere else, tell me and I will go and. Mary, Jesus interrupted her. Turning to face him, she said, Rabboni, Rabboni, Aramaic for my teacher. Jesus cautioned her. Mary, don't hold on to me now. She attempted to reach out to touch him, and she t- and he told her, don't touch me, for I haven't yet ascended to God my Father. And he's not only my Father and my God, but now he's your Father and your God. Now, go to my brothers and tell them what I've told you, that I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. I want to emphasize here that Jesus is telling Mary that he has not ascended to the Father yet, but he also point out to her that he is your Father and my Father. He is my Father, he is your Father, he is my God, and he is your God. Then he tells her to go to my brothers. He didn't say go to the disciples, go to the apostles. Even though that's who they were, he told them that was their function. They were to disciples are uh, disciplined learners and followers of Jesus Christ. We're all supposed to be disciplined learners, disciplined followers of Jesus Christ. That's why I like our foundational scripture, Acts 2:42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, the teachings of Jesus Christ. Breaking bread and fellowship and with prayer. That's what we're doing. We're breaking bread. We, we are, are, are eating. We're eating. We're at the table of the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Anytime we come together in fellowship, in colonia, in oneness and union, our hearts and our minds should be open to listen to what the Spirit of God is saying. Let's not just be... Um, be those who study the letter of the law. But what is the spirit saying? What is the spirit of God? What is the revelation that's in the word of God? And we should be open and receptive to that. And Ephesians, it talks about where Paul prayed with the church of Ephesus, that they that God would grant unto them the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge that they may know him the more. Every time we pick up the Word of God, or we should be mindful, because I don't do it every time myself, but we should be mindful and have an expectation that when we read the Word of God, when we hear the Word of God, that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, who is the one who will reveal Jesus to us, who is the one who revealed the heart, the mind, and the will of the Father to us, that we should have an expectation that God is going to speak to us, that there is going to be illumination, that there is going to be a truth revealed to us, unfolded and unveiled to us, that we have not received that we were not aware of previously. See, that's why the word of God is alive. The word of God is alive. The word of God is alive. And he, the spirit of Christ who became the word and the word was made flesh. He lives on the inside of you and me. And so here he is. Jesus is telling Mary Magdalene, he's giving her specific this instructions but he also made it clear to her to know that he's returning to his father his God and he says he is your father and he is your God so we're talking about God our father the father God we're talking about having relationship with our father God through his son Jesus Christ and so he tells us go and tell your brethren. Go and tell them what I've told you. So Mary Magdalene was the first one to see Jesus. A woman was the first one to see Jesus after he had risen from the dead. I don't believe it was coincident. I don't believe it, it was just something that happened, but I believe that it that God uses it emphasizes that there is no male or female, Jew or Greek in the body of Christ when we become born again. God put his spirit in each and every one of us who when we become born again, when we become regenerated, when we receive the salvation, the plan of redemption that calls us to be reconciled to the Father of God. It's not an intellectual experience, but it is a spiritual encounter. It is a spiritual rebirthing. We are returning to the original intent and plan and purpose that God has for us in the earth. And so, even with this kingdom message on today, it's teaching us about why did Jesus go to the cross? Why did he lay down his life? Why did he why was he raised from the dead? Why did he send the Holy Spirit? Why are we brought into the kingdom of God? So it's crucial. It's it's, it's mandatory. It's, It's required that we know who we are in Christ, that we know what Christ has done for us, that we recognize the price that he paid for us to be restored and reconciled to God. We know that um, historically, when we look in Genesis, we find, we discovered that the fall of mankind came about because Adam's disobedience brought sin into the earth. So mankind fell from the grace, fell from the plan and the purpose that God had for mankind in the earth. And that was for union and with fellowship. But I'll talk about that a little later. And so what happened? This is key. I want you to turn to Ephesians 1, verse 7. Ephesians, verse 1. Again, I'm reading out of the, I'm reading out of the um, Passion Translation. But i think I think I want to read it out of the King James and out of the Passion Translation. That's Ephesians 1, verse 7. And it says in the King James, In whom we have redemption through his blood. In whom is referring to Christ, who shed his blood on Calvary, who the shedding of his blood brought about the forgiveness, the remission of our sins. We who were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Okay, so the scripture said, in whom we have redemption. Now, through his blood, the forgiveness of our sins, according to the riches of his grace. According to the riches of his grace. Now, redemption means freedom, release from bondage, sin, and captivity. Now, we have been released we have been set free. We have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness and to the kingdom of light. Through the shedding blood of Jesus Christ, we have received the forgiveness of our sins according to the riches of his glory, according to his mercy, his great grace toward us, his great mercy toward us, his great plan of salvation, the gift of righteousness reconciles us, restores us to the place and to the heart and the mind and the will, the original intent that God had for all mankind. Jesus did this. He restored us. Now, Let me point out also Ephesians 1 verse 4. I'm going to read that in the King James also. It says, according as he has chosen us in him. See, God chose us in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world, God knew that mankind, even though he gave mankind a will, he gave mankind a freedom. He told Adam He said, look, you can enjoy everything that's in the garden of Eden, everything. But he gave him one, he gave him one instruction that he was not to eat of the tree of knowledge and life. And Adam disobeyed. He was duped, if you will. He was seduced. He was seduced by Satan. And so his disobedience caused sin to enter into the world but god had already set up a plan for us to be restored to him and it's an act of our will the plan of salvation before the foundations of the world before the foundation of the world he he um he set it up a plan before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love how can we be holy and be, uh, how can we be holy and without blame before God, before we even come into the earth? Because Jesus Christ bore all of our sins; He became sin, and in shedding of His blood, He, we were forgiven. For, we are forgiven for our sins, and we can be restored into the plan that God already had for us. But it's not, it's it's not something. It's not something that, um, it's an act of our own will. Let me say that. It's an act, you can choose to accept him or reject him. You can choose to accept him or reject him. That's That's why it's called freedom. The freedom, he's already put the plan in place, the plan of redemption, that we will be restored to the plan and the purpose that God has for our life. He paid for our freedom with his blood. Somebody said the blood of Jesus. I said he he paid for the for our freedom with his blood. The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Somebody said the blood, the blood paid for my salvation. The blood of Jesus paid for my forgiveness of my sins. The blood of Jesus paid for my being able to be reconciled to God. I see our Godfather, uh, Glenn Harris, has joined us from Richmond. So glad that you're on with us on today. So we see here in Ephesians 1, and let me read it because I did say I was going to read it in both translations. Let's go to Ephesians 1, um, verse 7. It says, since we are now joined to Christ. See, he's talking to you and me. Since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of of redemption, again, remember redemption means freedom. We have freedom. We have liberty in Christ Jesus. We have been translated from the kingdom of darkness, where the kingdom of darkness ruled and reigned in our uh, in our our body, in our members, in our mind. We were under the influence of the kingdom of darkness, but now we have been translated into the kingdom of life. We are the children of light. We are the heirs of God. We are co-heirs with Jesus Christ. We are the children of the most high God. And I want you to meditate on that. We are the children. We are his heirs. We're his offsprings in the earth. And so this is what Jesus accomplished for us. We could not do it ourselves. We could not restore ourselves. We could not save ourselves. We could not heal ourselves. We could not deliver ourselves. But Jesus has done this for us. Since we are not joined, we are joined to Christ. We are joined to Christ. We have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood. The total cancellation. The total cancellation of our sins. See, so why are you reaching back and pulling up things you did last month, five years ago, 25 years ago, or 50 years ago? Why are you doing that? When he paid the price, he shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins, our past sins, or any sins that we may commit. But now we do have to ask for forgiveness and we have to repent when we do commit a sin. See, people don't want to talk about this. When we commit a sin, we must repent. When repentance means there's a change of heart and there's a change of mind. And so when there's a change of heart and a change of mind, we our behavior change. Our behavior change, our thinking change, and then we can walk in the presence, and in the glory of God, because his spirit and his life and his presence, we're containers of the presence of God, we're containers of the light of God, and so the darkness has to flee, and we don't have to accept what the enemy and what the kingdom of darkness try to bring into our lives because of what Jesus has done. It says, out of the treasures of redemption, According to his riches of glory, the riches of his grace, his abundant grace, his abundant power, his abundant mercy, his abundant love to you and to me. So it goes on and says since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasure of redemption by his blood, the total cancellation of our sins all because of the cascading riches of his grace. I have to read the next one. It said, this super abundant grace is already powerfully working in us. According to his great power, according to his grace, at work on the inside of you and me, releasing within us, All forms of wisdom and practical understanding. And then Ephesians 1 verse 4 says, And he chose us to be his very own, joining us to himself, even before he laid the foundation of the universe. So the plan of redemption was already in place, and it's already in place to whosoever will. Whosoever will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, whosoever will believe what he's already done for you and me. Now I want you to, um, I want you to go to 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Are you with me? Are you with me? Pastor Joanne Russell has joined us. Andrea Shelton has joined us. Yes, Rhonda, the blood. Somebody said the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. We thank God on this Resurrection Sunday for the shedding of his blood so that our sins could be forgiven and that we could be reconciled to God and then move into the original intent and purpose and plan that he has for our lives. I just want to put you in remembrance that uh each one of us every believer there is a plan there is a a purpose there's a destiny uh, uh uh for our lives and that destiny is included in the father's agenda so when you set your heart and your mind to to uh to to walk in and to desire the father's agenda the plan of God God's will to be executed in the earth The will of God that is in heaven, that it will come into the earth. And guess what? God wants to use you and me to bring that about. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Are you there? I'm not there myself. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Uh, In the the King James, it says, um, let me read it in the King James. 2 corinthians hold on because i I want even as i read in the passion translation i want also you to be able to connect it with um with with the king james version or with the second corinthians 5 17 come on just stay with me stay with me remember this is a message 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things, old things pass away, and behold, all things are become new. Behold, all things become new. Now, in the Passion Translation, in the Passion Translation, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, now that you are joined in Christ, He has become, you have become an entirely new person. We have a new nature. That's what it means to be born again, born of the Spirit of God. Born of the Spirit of God. It's a spiritual rebirth that takes place. 2 Corinthians 5 17 and 18. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, if we're joined in Christ, if we have become born again, for the Spirit of God comes and join our spirit, and we become born again. It says, we become a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God, who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, when, when we realize the plan of redemption, that we have been born again, that we have been reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. We are reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. So old things are passed away and all things become new. When we're reconciled to God by Jesus Christ, it's for fellowship. Oh, I see Apostle Gonzo Chetty from Durban, South Africa, has joined us on this morning. And I'm sure his lovely wife is somewhere there about, Dawn. Oh, thank you for uh, joining us on Facebook Live today as we celebrate our risen Savior, as we celebrate this Sunday resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so when we're reconciled to God by Jesus Christ, we're to have fellowship with him. Fellowship means intimacy. Fellowship is is a constant, a constant growing, thriving relationship. Um, and I I used to give this example: if a husband and wife are going to have intimacy and an intimate relationship, and you only see your wife once every three years, I am exaggerating, and I'm I'm doing it intentionally. Then that's not that's not intimacy. That's not intimacy. So, what is the point that I'm trying to make? I'm making the point that intimacy is when you when you open up your heart, you open up your mind, you open up your will to God, you spend time and fellowship and union with him, where his desires become your desires. That the father's agenda is the agenda that you desire to be revealed. To you, so that we can be in fellowship, union, and communion with him. And so that intimacy came about because of the love that God had has for the world. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that none should perish, but all should come into the kingdom. So we come into the kingdom. The king, when we become born again, the kingdom of God is in you and me. It's not physical, it's not meat or drink, it's not clothes, it's not things, it's not possession, but it is peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. If there is ever a time we are to experience peace and walk in the revelation of the Prince of Peace and walk in the revelation of Christ who is our peace, this is the day This is the hour and the days and the hours to come that we can build, we can build our understanding. We can establish and build a mindset that is based on the word of God. And remember that the word of God is true. The word of God is true. Remember that it is impossible for God to lie. So if he said, my peace, I give unto you. All we have to do by faith is receive the peace, and because the Spirit of Christ lives on the inside of us, actually we already have that peace and so why don't you activate that peace? Why don't you uh, uh, get into the Word of God and read scriptures about peace and not allow the unrest of the of our times, not allow the coronavirus not allow the unpredictability of, of the unknown to, to capture you and bring you into captivity. When actually this Resurrection Sunday reminds us that he has, that the plan of redemption redeemed us and brought us out of captivity, that we have a freedom and we have been set free and that we're in the kingdom of light where there is no darkness. So it's only thoughts and perceptions that will bring to you um, an attempt to try to build fear around you and try to uh, establish and build a mindset to be fearful and to be afraid and and to fear the unknown when all you have to do is to rest in and to acknowledge. And when I say acknowledge, decree and declare and lift up your voice and give thanks unto God and to give his word back to him. Speak, Father, I thank you that you said you have given me peace that surpasses understanding all understand you given. you have given me a peace that is indescribable you have given me a peace that's what the king of kings did that's what his resurrection brought about these are some of the benefits of the inheritance and the promises that you and i have because the plan of redemption because our Redeemer, because he paid the price for our freedom through the shedding of his blood. I want you now to, um, and we're still talking about the message of the kingdom of God, uh, the message of the good news of the gospel, that you and I, I just mentioned to you in, in Second, Second Corinthians 5, uh, verse Verse 18, that we are ministers of reconciliation. Now we have the responsibility of, of uh, bringing others to Christ. We have the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, we're all ministers of the kingdom of God. We're all ministers of the kingdom of God. Now I want you to uh, turn to Romans 6, Romans, the sixth chapter. How are we with the time? Oh, we're good. Romans, the sixth chapter, the third verse. And let me also read it in the King James because most of you may be familiar with it for the King James, but we want enlightenment of the word of God. We do not want to, um, we want, we want to, live by not the uh, letter of the law, but by the spirit, by the spirit of the word of God. There's spirit and life in the word of God. That spirit and life, the word will become alive to you and me. When the word become alive, when we allow it to renew our mind, then it will affect our thinking and our behavior. We'll come into a place where we can walk in and acknowledge the riches of his grace that has been given to us. What it means to be redeemed by the king. What it means to live in the kingdom of God. What it means to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. What it means to have the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of us. And even Jesus, over 2,000 years ago, when he ascended to the Father, he told the apostles, the disciples, he said, I'm going to leave you. He said, but there is one who's going to come who will be with you just as I was with you. And that was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has come to live inside of you and me to lead and guide us and empower so that we can demonstrate the spirit and the power of God. See, the power needs to come and the glory and the power needs to return to the church. I said the glory and the power needs to return to the church. Uh, there has been so many things that has happened uh, 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 in, in the, what we call the church. But I want you to know that there's a resurrection power that I believe we have failed to tap in. But I don't know about you, but I'm making a decision to seek him and to search him so that we may move into that demonstration of the spirit and the power of God. Paul says in Corinthians that the kingdom of God, that the kingdom message is not just words, but it's words that with a demonstration of his spirit and power. That's what needs to be activated in your and my life. That's what needs to be activated in the church. We are the church. We are the uh, living stones. We are the tabernacles for the spirit and the presence of God to reside. And then the spirit and the presence of God on the inside of you and me. And as we renew our mind, as we speak and proclaim and declare the word of God, then we can call heaven into the earth then we can take the kingdom message then say the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed you, he has anointed me. He's anointed us to preach and teach the kingdom message with signs and wonders and then others are set free and others are healed and others are delivered. That's what needs to be breaking out. That's what needs to be, that's the, uh, our spiritual pandemic needs to take place. There needs to be an outbreak king. There needs to be an outpouring. There needs to be an outpouring of the glory and the presence of God in the whole earth. See pandemic is trying to rise up and say he's king but he he's not king he has the enemy Satan has been put under. He has been defeated. He was defeated on Calvary over 2,000 years ago. That's why we need to understand what resurrection has done for you and me? And that takes me right to uh, Romans the sixth chapter, the third verse where I told you to go to. Romans six verse uh, three said know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. See when we became born again, born of the Spirit of God. We also were baptized into the death of Jesus Christ. But we also, uh, let's see what the scripture says. Therefore, in verse 4, Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into his death. We were baptized into Jesus Christ. Come on now. We were baptized into Jesus Christ. We were baptized into Jesus Christ. We were baptized into his death and we were also buried with him by the baptism we were buried with him by the baptism into death that like as christ was raised up from the dead he was baptized into death he was buried into death we were baptized and buried with him into the death and then Christ was raised from the dead. He was resurrected from the dead. So even so, we are also raised into newness in life, newness of life. We can walk in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. We can walk into the new life that he has given us. Old things have passed away. We've been reconciled to God. We've been uh. uh uh, reconciled to God and brought into the original intent and purpose that God has for our lives. And that's something ongoing that we have to continue to learn and to mature and pro- our spiritual growth and development and move into new understanding and revelation of who Christ is, who God is, and who Christ God, the Holy Spirit is to you and me. And there. This is where we discover our identity. This is talking about our identity right here. He's saying to us, we were baptized into Jesus Christ. We were baptized into his death. And so we were buried with him and we were baptized into his death. But as Christ was raised from the dead, we were also raised to walk in a new life. We have a new nature. We are a new creature. We are reconciled to God. Now I got real excited about that. Uh, I guess you can tell. Now let's let's um, let's read that in Revelations. Um, I'm sorry, Romans five, Romans six, verse three. Romans six, verse three. I'm gonna read. I am going to read it in the Passion. I'm gonna read it in the Passion. Our translation, and it says, let me find. Or have you, let's stop, two, three, the print is small. Or have you forgotten that all of us who were immersed into union with Jesus, let me say it again. Or have you forgotten that all of us who were immersed into union with Jesus, the anointed one, this, this is Paul. Or have you forgotten that all of us, he reminding the uh, the church, that, or have you? For, he's reminding the believers, and now he's reminding you and me. Or have you forgotten that all of us who were immersed into union with Jesus, were in oneness with Jesus. We've been baptized. Immersed means baptized. That we were immersed into union with Jesus, the anointed one. We're immersed into union with his death. Sharing in his death by our baptism means that we were co-buried and entombed with him so that when the Father's glory raised Christ from the dead, we were also raised with him. We have been co-resurrected with him so that we could be empowered to walk in the freshness of new life. Let me read that again. Sharing in his death, By our baptism, mean that we were co-buried and in tune with Him, so that when the Father's glory raised Christ from the dead, we were also raised with Him. We have been co-resurrected with Him, so that we could be empowered. We could be empowered. See, that's what uh, what did what did the redemption plan do for us? It raised us up with Christ. So that we could be empowered to walk in the new life that Jesus' blood uh, purchased for us. The redemption, the shedding of his blood for our forgiveness. But so that we could also be reconciled to God and be in the kind of relationship and union and communion and fellowship with God. God wanted the family. And he wanted you and me. He wanted you and me. So like as Christ was raised from the dead, even so, we are raised to a new life. And so let me... Um, about to bring this to a close. Um, what a great day it is. What a great God we serve. And Resurrection Day... Celebration of what Jesus done on Calvary for you and me over 2,000 years ago. That we can celebrate and we can be thankful for who he is and what he has done for you and me. And he made it possible that we could be returned to the plan that God had for for our lives. That he became the ultimate sacrifice. That he who knew, who knew no wrong and done, he did not do any wrong. He had not sinned, but he took on our sin. He took our place. We're the ones who were guilty. He was not guilty. But in exchange for what he did, he became the guilt and the shame and the sorrows and all of this he took upon himself. So why? So mankind could be restored to the love and to the reality of who God really is. He's the goodness of God. That God has a place for us, a union and fellowship with him. That the kingdom of God is alive and it's available to you and me. So Jesus did this. Oh, my father, thank you. And so this gift that he gave us, the gift of salvation, and and it's by grace. It's because of his love. It's because he favored us. He favors you and me. He favored us even while we were ungodly and had no mind and had no desire for God, yet he did this for us. He favored us. It's not based on our works. It's not based on our good acts, our good indeed good deeds, our good intention. For the scripture says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In other words, we could not save ourselves. We could not reconcile ourselves to God. God uh, gave us the knowledge and information so that we could know that we needed a savior, that we were separated from God. We were separated from God because of the disobedience of Adam. But God already had a plan of redemption before the foundations of the world. How he could restore us back to him again. That's love. I said that's love. And that love went to the cross. And it was a cruel death. You know it was a cruel death. But he, he, he said, nevertheless, thy will be done. Nevertheless, God, I, I love you, and I so love them that I will follow through. I will finish my course. He said, "It is finished. I will finish my course." Woo. So, where am I taking you? I'm taking you to a place where you can can be joined with me and be thankful and appreciative for the gift of salvation. That he has given to you and me. And if there's somebody today, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna pray a prayer for salvation. I have to, I have to. Oh, what is this all about? What is this all about? It's about the love that God has for you and me. And there may be somebody today who has tuned in and who has joined us, on, or maybe it's somebody who's listening. You're sitting around with your family around the table. You may be propped up in bed. I don't care, on the sofa, in the car, wherever you are. But this kingdom message is for you. It's for those of us who are believers so we can, we can uh, uh, renew our fellowship, our union with him. We can become more God-inside-minded. God, conscious, conscious God appreciate appreciating God, God, thankful, thankful to God, reverencing him, esteeming him. I pray that this message, this simple message that today will un God by his spirit will unlock in you that truths will unlock, that you will see God as you've never seen him before through his son, Jesus Christ, and what it means to be born again, and what Jesus has already done for you and me, and what our part in the kingdom of God is, and that you will, you will make a decision today. You will make a decision to join with him and you will walk out your life in the identity that Christ has, has given you, and you will fulfill the plan and the destiny that God has for your life in the kingdom. That you will lay down, you will change your priority. See, there's a shaking, and there is a shaping that's going on. Now, you can allow this shaking to be for nothing, or you can say, "No, this I I received this this shaking." is gonna cause me to make some new decisions. That this shaking is gonna cause me to change my priorities. This shaking is gonna cause me to be intentional about accomplishing why God put me in the earth. Become intentional about why God put you in the earth and that he has empowered you by his grace. He has empowered you by the Holy Spirit to do everything that he has assigned and called you to do, that there'll be a shifting in your heart, there'll be a shifting in your mind, that you you right now are establishing a personal resolve that I'm going to live the remainder of my days by the help of the Holy Spirit, by the, not by our own strength, But by the help of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to live the rest of my days walking in fellowship and union with God. And I, I intend by the Holy Spirit to do what God has called me to do. That you're walking in destiny and purpose of God. And that your life is not your very own that God has put you in the earth to be a blessing and you, you are a blessing to be a blessing to others. You are a blessing to carry the glory of God. You are a blessing to speak and release the word of God and bring change and bring empowerment into the earth. That's who you are. That's who you are. I'm getting excited here now. I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. And those of you, there may be somebody on here, you say you don't believe in God. But I believe you do believe in God. Because I believe every created thing, every created uh, being, that inside of us is a desire to know our creator. So I present this challenge to you. I present this challenge to you. Ask God to reveal Jesus to you, even though you don't believe there is a God. <laughs> Ask Him. I challenge you. I challenge you. I remember when I was living in Philadelphia, and I, and, I, and I used to uh, 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 be friends with some uh, N- Nation of Islam brothers, some Moorish Americans, and the diff- different groups. And I would just challenge it, not argumented it. Just challenge them. And and I've seen, I saw several of them come to the Lord. I saw several of them receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Oh, my cousin Carrie Scott Davis, up in the Washington D.C. area, Northern Virginia area, has joined us. Uh, thank you for joining us, Carrie. But look here, here, here we are now. I want you to. Woo, Father, thank you. We're going to pray now. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Because I want you to understand what salvation has purchased for you. And I want you to realize that if you pray this prayer of salvation, those of you who may not have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but you sense the Holy Spirit wooing you, you sense The Holy Spirit nudging you. Today is the day of salvation. This moment, cease the moment and pray this prayer with me. And let me remind you that the gift of salvation is a gift. It's a gift of grace. It's a gift of mercy. And it is a gift of faith, favor. And that you did did not earn it, nor do you deserve it. I did not earn it nor did I deserve it, but it was a, a gift. The gift of salvation brings us in right standing, reconcile us back to God. It also is a gift of eternal life. I, I go around, maybe because I'm on the other side of 50, well on the other side of 50 now, but I, 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 I tell God, I tell, I said, Lord, I thank you that I'm going to be with you for all eternity. I'm going to be with you for all eternity. See, this gift is also the gift of eternal life. Meaning that you will be never, never will you be separated from him. The gift of eternal security and peace. See, again, what is happening in the world. I can't even say in the nation. What is happening in the world? But I will note this, that there are more, um, uh, uh, people who have uh, tested positive for the coronavirus in the United States than anywhere else. And maybe that means something. Now, I'm not saying it is, but I'm just saying we need a Savior. We need, And that we can walk in peace, that we can have eternal peace, that no matter what's going on around us. See, somehow we have thought that peace is determined by our external surroundings. Peace is an internal job. Peace is an internal thing. He is our peace. You, you, you uh, receive peace by being in fellowship with Him. You receive peace by uh, allowing Him to sit on the throne of your heart, King of Kings. You receive peace uh, uh, from the Word of God, acknowledging that truth allowing that truth to into your heart and into your mind, and then your soulish will begin to agree with the word of God. And so let us go before the throne of grace. I want you to uh, repeat this with me. Father God, I thank you for this great day. I thank you for your love and your mercy. I thank you for your favor that you have extended to all mankind for you said you sent your son Jesus into the earth so that he would pay the ultimate sacrifice and that none would perish not one would perish not one would be separated from you but that all can come into the kingdom all can be come, all can come into personal relationship with you through your son Jesus Christ so father We pray now. Repeat this prayer with me. Father, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart. Come into my life. Reveal yourself to me. Receive me as your child. Receive me with your love, your mercy, and your grace. Forgive me of all of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me, and make me whole. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for reconciling me to the Father God. Thank you, Jesus, for sending the Holy Spirit to live and dwell in me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Well, that concludes our kingdom message, the message of the kingdom of God. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, that we continue all day to celebrate and give thanks to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the ultimate sacrifice that he paid on Calvary for you and me. He who died for the ungodly when we didn't even know him, and it was love, and it was love. It was the love of God. Uh, if you would like to sow a seed uh, into the ministry fellowship around the word church, we ask that you go online to fawc.info. F-A-W-C if you would like to give by cash app, then you go to fawcva. Not go to, enter, fawcva. And also you can uh give a donation through Givelify Givelify and we we uh, those of you f a w c family you know what to do. thank you for your faithfulness, thank you for uh obeying the word of God and I just want to call out a few people uh that are still on the line Pamela McCray, that's my sister in law in Philadelphia. Tell my brother I said hello. And also, uh, Ellie Godfrey, Ellie from Rwanda. Rena is on. Gloria from North Carolina. Shenquea, Loretta, Sonora, Sonora Clark in California is on with us this morning. Amen, amen. Well, enjoy your family. Have a great and wonderful day. And look, I just sense saying this. Um, don't allow the enemy to use anyone to steal your joy. Every time somebody try to bombard you with a lot of negativity about what is going on, just say, but, and let's pray. (laughs) Just say, but, and let's pray. Just say, but, and let's pray. Amen? Amen. You charge your atmosphere with the word of God. Charge your atmosphere by entering into worship. Let this be a union and fellowship with God in a place that maybe just whatever the reasons might have been. But you're on a new path. You're on a new course. God's doing a new thing. There's a shifting. And you're shifting right into the proper alignment with the heart, the mind, and will of God. We will make it. On the other side We will get through this I can't promise you that I don't know when I can't promise you that there are not some other things coming But I tell you this I know that he's a keeper I'm going old school now I tell you I know he's a keeper He's the keeper of our soul He's the keeper of our mind You know that old prayer I woke up this morning clothed in my right mind with the activity of our limbs. Come on, let's go old school right about here. I don't know if Sabrina is still on. Let's go old school. Let's go old school. Look, they knew something. They knew something. It's time for us to know something. It's time for us to be in a place, a place of such peace and comfort that everybody, who, especially believers, Come out with a testimony. Come out with a praise report. And look, don't wait till it start decreeing and declaring and sharing your praise report with others now. Share your praise report now. Have a great and wonderful week. This is Peggy Scott, Senior Pastor of Fellowship Around the World Church. We're located in Franklin, Virginia. And again, we fellowshiped around the Word of God today. We celebrated. We gave thanks. We acknowledged the resurrecting power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We will be on, again, Facebook Live next Wednesday at 7 p.m. But you never know, I do some things during the week. We had a wonderful a prayer conference call. A prayer conference call on Good Friday. So we'll be doing some other things and we'll, we'll keep you informed. But you have a great and wonderful uh, week. Have a great and wonderful day. Don't fret. Don't fret and don't complain. So you'll nullify this. Don't fret and don't complain. And don't be easily offended. Maybe I'll talk about that on Wednesday. I'll make a note. Don't fret. And, and don't complain, and don't be easily offended. Just bask in the presence of the Lord. Don't let the enemy come and steal what God has has, has uh, raised up in you on today. Have a great and wonderful week. Again, if you like to sow into the ministry, fawc.info, uh, uh, cash app, f-a-w-c-v-a, and GiveLify. Have a great Have a great day.